Welcome, everybody, to Slip Angle Show. What's happening, guys? Girls? It's probably mostly guys. I'm sitting in my RV. Uh, I'm in the middle of remodeling it. It's. Uh, I just got off an SCCA conference call. Uh, so I'm going to spend the rest of the night in here uh, doing paneling, making it looking sweet. Uh, so that'll be fun. I'm uh, just about to call my buddy Brad Adams, who was at our buddy Mikey from ProFunction uh, dynoing today with his H2 car. Um, he just swapped a motor into it. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to him in a few minutes. Um, overall right now, Austin has family things happening. He's hanging out. Uh, it's a super busy few weeks before Grid Life uh, Midwest Festival for both of us. He's traveling all over the world, uh, being Austin, riding motorcycles, uh, having long hair, um, being handsome. And I am slogging away at life, installing doors building too many cars, uh, doing roll cages, having a child, uh, having a wife, doing family-ish, uh, just being a dude, uh, and then also doing about a thousand grid life things a, mor uh, a morning and evening and every poop break and stop sign in between. So um, if you get an email back from my, uh, my grid life email, I probably did it while I was walking, going to the bathroom, uh, or trying to get out of the sun at work. So... Been a busy, it's been a busy few months. Um, Grid Life Midwest Festival looks like it's going to be pretty wild. Probably our biggest event ever uh, at Gingerman Raceway, June uh, 9, 10, 11. So tickets still available for spectators for that. Uh, we do have, I believe, two advanced Friday driver spots available <laughs> still. So if you want to drive for like one day and then hang out for the rest, see some awesome, uh, some awesome acts. Uh, on stage and see like a 200 car car show and the biggest time attack field we've ever had uh, potentially the biggest time attack field in north american history if not the number two there was some crazy red line time attack where they invited like the entire world and i think they had like 200 cars we're gonna have 120 130 cars uh it's gonna be a busy event so uh, a full beginner intermediate and advanced uh, track day session uh, run groups and uh, it'll be a fun event overall so three days friday saturday sunday uh the busiest paddock gingerman raceway has ever had and it should be fun so without further ado um we'll call this one presented by og racing and grid life but uh, uh i don't know if i'm gonna put an og ad in here because i don't know how the quality is going to be and it's going to come out tomorrow and so i won't have a lot of opportunity to change it so uh, check out ogracing.com. They've been a good supporter for the last, I think they've done about 10 shows now. So we'll see how happy Johnny is with us. And uh, give them a shout, say hello. And without further ado, let's call Brad Adams to see how his day's doing. Brad Adams, what's happening, man? Oh, uh, you know, right now I'm actually listening. You probably can't hear. I don't know who's singing the song, but uh, I got to hang out with the real deal, real deal, Eric Cotille yesterday. The real deal, and, Eric Cotille. Uh, that's right. Uh, oh man, I heard he's, he's still, so fast and handsome and skinny. Yeah, well, it's still stuck on iRacing dirt. Uh, <laughs> I heard he does suck on iRacing dirt. <laughs> Oh, I'm not, you probably can't hear it, but I've kind of turned up a little bit. But talk about like strawberry champagne on ice or something. 
And I looked at him and I thought to him, I'm like, you know what? This might sound really weird, but I really like this song. And he just gave me that look. Yeah, yeah, it sounds weird, dude. It's all part of it, baby. I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. You've had a long day, bro. Yeah. Well, I don't know who I don't know who sings the song, but I would uh, I would say Bruno Mars because I think he makes a lot of cool songs. But (laughs) I don't know who it is. Already, you're uh, surpassing my hopes for podcast guests. Uh, That's right. Yeah, baby. Well, anything that starts off with Odin's roofing should uh, already surpass that. Yeah. Hopefully I said it just probably likes it too I know it's a little rough <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd open with something good I knew you'd be prepared yeah. Brad what, what, uh, yeah. what did your day today uh, entail Brad you you got up early and you drove to Chicago how did that go yeah so drove to Chicago um, went to go see old Mikey at old uh, Inspect Tuning and uh, Nick at uh, Zebo Works Built me a strong motor, and uh, I put a crank pulley, the ATI super duper damper thing on yesterday. Well, apparently the using the cordless impact wasn't uh, a juice prior, but apparently that wasn't the answer on this thing. So uh, might get a couple, you know, just like little finagle mid range tinker poles, and then uh, he let loose on two poles. And uh, I think horsepower numbers are supposed to be as closed, but this thing made some freaking power. Yeah, and uh, made, like, stuff, made like really good power, huh? Yeah, well, it was well even even corrected. It was good, but I mean standard. It was like holy crap. Yeah. Anyway, so the next pole, I'm standing outside because I'm old and that brassy on the crap drives me crazy. It's so. so loud in there. It's such a small yeah. panel room. Yeah. Yeah. So I stand outside and there's like a funky noise. So I come in. And he's like, "What the hell happened?" He's like, "I, I don't know what the hell happened." A weird noise starts cutting immediately, and so I get the door open. And when I get up past the door, I'm like, "Oh, it's Chuck Crank Boy." Crank Boy was up there on the platform, just flopping around like a fish out of water. How, how did you, how did you put a crank? That crank pulley is so hard to to fit on the snout of those motors. Yeah, how did that, you, what that's happened? Ex- that's, ex- that's exactly what I told Mike. I said, "I don't know how this thing came off because it barely went on." So that's what I think what happened was that toss so tight when I was hitting with the impact. Yeah. It uh just basically the impact like oh what Doug so you know I did the whole obviously you know the sound of an impact when it's tight. Brap 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 brap. Yeah. Exactly. And uh we didn't have enough brap in it though, so I guess it was just I guess it was just a bruh. A bro with some uh bruh bruh off and some sweet uh sweet shade. Yeah. So yeah, I chucked that. Luckily I had to cut all the stuff from the band still from yesterday. And then the Walters goes behind the pulley, and Chuck did too. So I got the keyway, which the keyway from you know taking the N one off was brand new anyway. So yeah, you you, you had a you had a B sixteen B N one pulley or a Type R N one pulley from Japan or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I had that on there. So I had that, and I had that little Walters just behind that from when uh, we swapped the motor at uh. Gingerman with the original B16. Oh, so, yeah. I forgot that we swapped your motor yeah. at, at Grid Life in the rain. <laughs> yeah. That was a rain. That was a, that was a full monsoon. That, it was literally uh, a tornado. We swapped your engine in a tornado. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it was about 45 degrees. It was pretty cold. But. I think it was like 75 when we started, and then the temperature dropped so much. Yeah. The temperature dropped more yeah. than the beat dropped over at Grid Life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
um, but yeah, so that took a bit because uh, Mikey got the old Dremel out and basically did a did a Indiana hillbilly home job on the inside of the pulley, so that made it a little easier to get on. And then uh, now, when you take it off, before I forget to tell you, when you take it back off and you put it back on. Uh, put it back on with the biggest impact you ever ever seen, and then uh, also slather that thing in Loctite before you before you put it on. So, yeah, when I put it on, I'm because uh, I, I kind of afraid to shop here. I'm like, wonder if this thing pulls the threads right out of this crank. You know no, what I mean? it's, that crank is forged. It ain't gonna pull the threads out of the crank. Yeah. So guess what? Next time I'm hitting that sob with the shop air. Yep. And yell YOLO while I do it. Yeah, you should yell. You should definitely yell YOLO, and you should have somebody videotaping that, please. Uh, yeah. Um, now, for so, for listeners, uh, the detail on your motor. You used to have a B16 motor in your Honda Challenge H2 car, and now you have a Integra GSR motor, which is 1.8 versus a 1.6. So yep. you you have to be you have to be a little heavier, um, car car and race yep. weight form, but. Uh, what uh, Honda Challenge has a wheel horsepower limitation on the motors. What's the difference there? You know, the B16 was 165 at uh, 2250, but I always race 23 and up, and GSR is 175 at 2400. Okay. So, so, so the car has to be yeah. like 150 more pounds, but you get 10 more horsepower, and you couldn't really get it down to weight anyway. So. Yeah. Well, the I think it should power to weight. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I think like the B16 like 13.61 to one, and I think like the GSR is 13.71 to one or something. I mean, it's super close, but yeah, yeah. B16, you just have to blow the piss out of it. Know it. It's all uh, it's all top end, whereas obviously the GSR makes a little bit of torque. So yeah. No, it'll be a totally uh, different power band, but you, you still have uh, the same trans and everything, right? Yeah, I plan on doing a different trans after this season. I'll spend up on that motor, etc. So, I, uh, in off season, I've already got a, I've already got another trans to build and put in, so. Man, racing is so stupid. It's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. I don't know how many times I told Mike these days I need to pick up drinking and golf. Oh, man. You should try drinking and racing. It's even worse. Well, yeah, I, I probably can't do that because, hell, at this point I can't even race. Yeah, me neither, man. As far as not putting crank pulleys on. So, so after, uh, after you got the crank pulley back on, um, then what happened? Because you were at the dyno from like 10 a.m. until like 5 p.m. Yeah, so then we get everything put back together and, uh, Oh my god, well, here we go, like, this, this is gonna be good. So, we Yo. get on there, and he, and he does a couple couple more pulls, and after he does a couple pulls, it just keeps, like, losing power. So when it loses power, it's, like, losing it exponentially. It's not, like, a big drop-off here or there. I mean, the curve is, you know, take, you know, we'll just say 10%, this is a round number. It's just dropping 10% all the way across the board. So then he does another, he does one more pull. He's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Let me do another pull. But he doesn't do a full pull. He stops to like five grand or something. And it's way, 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 way rich. So we just start going down the checklist and blah, 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 and whatnot. And uh, those, I guess, I'm assuming just because they finally got hot, I guess. 
the skunk two adjustable cam gears, and uh, I didn't I didn't plan on doing any cam tuning today. Um, I just kind of want to get a baseline, you know, set up on this GSR, get moving from there. <clears throat> well, those uh, bolts slipped, and the weird part about it was is so we put everything, you know, fast forward again. Uh, we button everything up, and he puts on a dyno again, and now it's making a lot less power, but it's making a lot more in the, well, peak power, but it's making a lot more in the mid-range. Um, so, I mean, it's right now, like, on this map, it's set at, uh, I mean, it's right at, you know, H2 limit, which is good. Which is, like, uh, 175, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a, t- it's a touch under 175. Yeah. Um, but he's, like, Paul Nick and D what he set the cam gears at because I want to kind of know a baseline on why it just fell on space. You know, if it's set at zero, then it's going to, you know, the graph should be pretty much identical, you know, like this. Is yeah, because that's totally what you guys had it, right? You know, yeah, but the thing you did say, you know, like, you know, at least we know this motor is so good because if this motor had something wrong with it, it would be making more power anywhere on the graph, especially that much. In the mid-range, you know, so... So you might have found kind of the sweet spot accidentally with the cam gears because your main goal is to make up to the limit and then have more mid-range, right? Yeah, but the weird thing is, Nick said that, you know, which I feared he did, Nick said he had them set at zero. Yeah. And so when I reset them, obviously I set them to zero. So that was the case. So I don't... I don't really know all the specifics. I'm just glad it may happen at the dyno and, you know, like... A magician on that thing so did you guys uh did you guys list. did you guys strap the car down again afterwards could it could it have been crooked a little bit or something or no well yeah well we could yeah i mean it could have been that i'm not for sure he didn't bring that up but yeah. you know when uh, i did the whole crank pulley ordeal yeah obviously we rolled it off the rollers to yep. get it on jet get it on the jack stand to deal with all that junk so yeah, there's a there's always a yeah. risk uh, of uh, of getting the car on a little bit wrong, and then you you'll definitely scrub some power. But uh, yeah, uh, and then it probably warmed yeah. up ten degrees in the, this afternoon in Chicago. So, but yeah, well up there it was eh, that's kind of weird up there. It was uh, I feel like it was warmer this morning, but I was kind of sweating anyway just from all the damn stress that I that I encountered today. Yeah, but before you started, I was talking to you. You called me on the phone and you, as you're driving, you know, asking, like, what's the traffic like and stuff like that. Uh, and I was like, ah, oh, it'll probably be fine. When he dynoed my GSR a few months ago, it took, like, six poles. I was I was done in 45 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. You yeah. had, like, the longest day ever. <laughs> yeah, and technically it might have got, got six poles, like, full tilt poles, you know? Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. You, you just found a lot of broken crap in the middle of them, huh? Yeah, that was, uh, I definitely had high hopes for today, but then, like, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, this is a fresh motor, like, what can go wrong, and, well, everything went wrong besides actually just bolt motor, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, it gets a lot worse. Definitely gets worse than what you found, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I got super lucky that, you know, it, it is what it is, but, man, I just pissed myself for the crank pulley ordeal. Um, I'll blame that one on uh, on real deal Cattill, man. That's this is definitely his fault. Yeah, well, we could put it on him, but <laughs> I was there too, so I really can't put it on him. Uh, I was the one driving the impact, you know. Yeah, I was kind of hoping to meet up with you like around lunch or late lunch, and we could record a podcast yeah. in person. 
And then I was like, yeah. uh, Brad, are you going to stop by tonight? Like after work? Like it's like it's seven o'clock and I got an SCCA conference call. And I'm thinking, all right, how's this going to work? And, and then you're like, no, nah, I'm just going to go home, man. It's too late. So, uh, yeah. so that's what, that's why we're doing this thing, uh, via, uh, speakerphone, but it actually sounds like it's going to turn out pretty well, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I should send the link to Brady because I would stop by while well, I probably end up falling asleep because I'm that tired, but yeah, if I told her, yeah, I'm going to stop by out and make a pocket to do a podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> I might as well just make the bed outside. <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's what happens for you. That that's what you get for having a girl and a bunch of kids and living in the same house as them. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, you, and then having a race car. Yeah. Man. Oh, you are so dumb. We are so dumb, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think alcoholism is probably a lot better choice. No. They say you can use it. You can use it on. Oh, I made a bad decision because I was drunk. I I you think know, like I, I think the only. The only saving grace to alcoholism is there is a there's a recovery program for that, and I think the only recovery yeah. program for race cars is bankruptcy. <laughs> well, I think the only, I think the only recovery for uh, race cars is to race more. Yeah, which, yeah, like you just said, or, or yeah. just run out of money completely and just abandon yeah. abandon ship. So yeah, well, there is a Scott Tucker ordeal. Yeah, yeah, you could always get investigated by the feds for ripping off all the Indians. So. Yeah, that'd be cool too. But, yeah, but, but he did a lot of racing in the meantime. <laughs> oh, he sure did, man. Well, and, and he did a lot of development too. Yeah, he did. Holy he, pa- cow. he paid for plenty of it. But, yeah, um, that's level five. I'm at least level at least one one hundred. Yeah, you're 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 probably near like level point two five. You know, it's, yeah, it's got to be more of an exponential growth thing. It can't, you know, you can't be. You know, as you go from like one to two, it's got to be like double, not like uh, an even line. You know, and then two, yeah. two, two to four has got to be like ten times. And um, what uh, what else have you had to do to the car in the off season? Because you haven't raced it or tracked it this year yet. Uh, everything's basically done. I mean, I got to add the ballast. Um, I got a got a little graphics package I'm uh working on. And, uh, you, you had to fix uh, a little bit of metal too, right? Do what? You had to fix a little bit of sheet metal, right? It keeps, oh, it keeps breaking up. But, uh, you talking about the ballast? No, you had to fix uh, some sheet metal on your car, right? Oh, uh, sheet metal wise, not most of that stuff was fixed last year. Uh, really, sheet metal stuff I had was. Oh, oh yeah, I did. I forgot all about this. Yeah. How can I forget about Mid Ohio? The Mustang. Uh, Come on, you talk about the Mustang like yeah. every day in the group chat. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to put a new. Uh, I was in that thing. I'm like, what the heck? I can fix a lot of stuff over that season. Yeah. So uh, yeah, put a new fender on that bad boy. So I won't really tell you what the graphics package is. It's not yet complete. Oh, but man. uh, secretive. So secretive. Yeah. It, it might. It might have a little bit of. Red team, little red team uh, flavor in there. All right. So yeah, I got some got some black fenders on there already to get the flow started. Uh, yeah, you had an incident with a Mustang at, at Mid Ohio, and he kind of turned in on you, and you were like, "Hey, don't do that!" Ah, uh, what <laughs> what did you all have to fix in the car? It actually wasn't that bad. Uh, fender, obviously. Um, obviously, bumper covers are flimsy enough that it basically just 
in. So, I mean, I, I took the retaining Allen head or Allen screw off there and popped back into place. You know what I mean? So, that was fine. That's kind of um, all, all it did was it chucked, uh, it chucked the corner light, like the tab off of it, chucked it. So, I had to get a new corner light. And then, just for, for, uh, for preventative maintenance, put a new knuckle on it and uh, tie rod. Just to, just to play it safe. Yeah, just in case you bent or weakened something. Yeah, it kind of knocked the toe out of whack a little bit. So just to, just to play it safe, I did all of it. So okay. Yeah, you've been talking about that. You've been talking about that Mustang incident uh, over and over in our group chat. But yeah, uh, um, Jeremy well, Lucas. Eric, I think Eric and uh, Christian have to bring it up about. Uh, about every other day. Yeah, it definitely happens. Christian, not much anymore. He's actually he's actually working. Yeah, Christian got a real but... job, and now he doesn't talk to us on this on the group chat. No, no. I guess they, I guess they all get they get kitty pools, so we can talk about pools, and they'll come in more often. Yeah, we need we def, we definitely need to get into his new hobby, which is uh, aquatic sports in his backyard. Yeah, but... yeah, water sports. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about pools. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always in the mood for Brad Adams. That's cool. I get it. Um, the the uh, Jeremy Lucas was texting Austin and I today about something. Uh, what do you think the uh, – I think I'm going to try to make it kind of a reoccurring topic. Uh, what do you think the deterrent for club racing as far as uh, the the contact uh, factor, uh, how, how much of a deterrent or like a, a negative aspect of club racing do you think that the potential contact car-to-car really is? Yeah, I think it's different for everybody. I mean, like, with, you know, like, the car I race now is, like, my weekend, like, my cool car, you know what I mean? Like, when I enjoy driving. So, yeah, like, you do these, and then you get faster, and then you, you know, you're able to get closer to people, you know, and obviously you see incidents, all that stuff. But, oh, comp school, like, that kind of shook off the, yeah, I don't care if I wreck it. And then, oh, I think, I mean, I don't know. Nobody wants to fix the car, obviously, but nobody wants to wreck a car. But it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of different. Like, I'll just use the Mustang incident. You know, like there's a million different ways that that thing could have went. But I guessed wrong. That guy said he didn't see me. So maybe if I would have, you know, there's a bunch of things I could have done different. But I can tell you what I did. I did wrong. You know, I checked up and tried to back out of it. And guess what? Yep. The door was already shut at that point, so my fingers got smashed. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I think the thing that, you know, bothers me there, which, you know, there's blind spots, et cetera, it's just, I guess, for me, I guess I'm kind of getting off the top of here, but for me, you know, like, I'm always, you know, I'm trying to check my fears, you know, break zone, turn in, you know, all those, you know, that hate deck. You know, it's kind of like you got one eye ahead, one eye up, you know. Yeah. Um, but as far as the deterrent, I think it's, I mean, not me personally, because after doing lemons, I'm like, geez, I just got to race. Like, this is it. Like, I mean, I mean, I love qualifying and all that stuff, because as far as, like, the mental aspect of racing, that's it for me. Um, but I think it's huge for a lot of people, because how many friends do we have who, and I, I wouldn't say maybe the, the, that aspect of it, but just would tie into it, but I mean, look how much money you spend just on safety equipment. You know, yeah. I think a lot of the initial cost is part of that, too. Um, I don't know. I don't really think I don't know. Yeah, it's hard for me to talk for other people. Um, for me personally, like you know, 
like even even Eric said the other day, he's like, you know, it's not when I have that bad, or it's not, you know, will I have that bad crash, it's when, you know, which you don't want to think that way, but, I mean, that's why we race Hondas, right? I mean, not that I can say I I really want to write this car off because, well, I don't, you know, it's nice paid for and, you know, whatever, but, um, I don't know, I don't, I mean, I I can't make, I can't offer anybody else, I mean, I I just, I guess for me, I just know it's going to happen, you know? Yeah, um, you, you got to get in the correct mindset. You, uh, a lot, uh, several people since I've talked about getting the my old red hatchback uh, and turning it into an STL and H two car, um, yeah. And I've gathered like all the parts and like it's ready to go. I just got to finish the cage and paint it and stuff. But uh, that car was like real sentimental to me for many many years. I've had it for darn near twenty years, and it was you know my first magazine build car, and it was you know really really fast drag car, street car. Um, I dated my wife in the car, stuff like that. Uh, people, yeah. people have asked me like, you know, do you think you're gonna be able to drive that thing on track, like wheel to wheel? And like, I don't know. That was like the first thing I ever wanted to do with the car. Like when I bought it, I was like, I'm yeah. gonna turn this into a race car. Uh, I yeah. think, I think personally, I've had that thing written off in my mind for 15 years, you know. But well, I mean, uh, you did have that in that. Oh, I've yeah, I've already hit stuff with it. I've already backed it into a wall or slid it into a wall, but yeah. See, I mean, you've already you've already burst that bubble. I mean, I could say so. You know, I didn't first first year. I didn't have any contact of any sort last year. Obviously, the Mustang that wasn't really mad about. You know, the car per se. It was more or less there was a T one to a. You know what I mean? And I'm not even talking the ice cream. I'd rather have the ice cream, but that was the only part about that that made me, you know, kind of geode, but, you know, get it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you, Autobahn, you lost, you lost your race there, basically. That was the worst part. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, um, but then in Autobahn, uh, Stuck 944 guy, great racer, national champion, all that stuff, uh, he pointed me by, and I was actually sitting T2 at the time, and, uh, I think it was race, yeah, it was race one. And he points me by in the front straight. Well, I think he thought that my car has more legs than it had. So he points me by twice. And I'm like, man, if I don't get by him going into turn one, I am effed. So uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, he pointed me by. So, and I mean, he, and I, my tires are shot. And uh, he literally gets on the brakes 50 feet beyond where I do, and my tires are good. And I'm like, oh, God, this is not going to be good if I'm going for it. So I just chucked it in there. And then that's. That thing probably has a rear tire whip in the air, and I mean, it just has a, you know, that crazy push. And I'm like, well, these tires are shot anyway. I'm just going to crank the wheel and hopefully grabs at some point. I know it's all counterintuitive the way you're supposed to drive, but sometimes you just go for it, you know. And uh, it worked. I uh, made the corner, and then uh, he misjudged the speed, and uh, he gave me a little tap on the inside of the right rear and uh, kind of gave me the rotation that I really kind of needed. <laughs> so, uh, wave. Wave carry on, and uh, that was that. That was that race. I ended up. I, I called her, and then made a last lap pass for the win. Yep. And then, then later, uh, so that's been race three. Race three. Uh, I think it was like four or five of us at Auto Bond, but um, Helen and I were you know connected with Magnus, and uh, she pointed me to her. She pointed me by. Um, she went off earlier in the race, and uh, again, I just. I got my tire pressure wrong, my stuff was all wrong, but I just couldn't keep tires underneath that weekend. And uh, so she goes off, 
turn to manage the race at this point. And uh, she catches me going into turn one. Well, she caught me, obviously. But going into turn one, I kind of left the door open. So it's kind of like the, I'm leaving the, the, you know, I'm waving the white flag because well, I don't got anything that's caught me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I left the door open. Well, uh, she thought that white flag was snow, so she fucked the snow plow out and just freaking smoked me. And uh, I collected it, and she got by. And, uh, and this kind of entails the full contact thing. So after the race, you know, we go to impound and whatnot. And I, I ended up catching, I reeled her back in. I think I lost, I think I found what I quote unquote, you know, lost by, by lifting my last corner. So I was close, but it might have been, you know, like a second because I lifted going across the line. Yeah. Well, they're going to de- they're going to decure for basically a pun. And I told, I told our race director, I'm like, no, I don't want her decued. I'm like, just reposition me to first. I said, I don't want her to cute. I said, she would have gave me the spot back. Like, when she passed me, she just would pull over and let me go back by and then got it somewhere else clean. I was perfectly fine with it. Like, because I think that, that weekend in three races, we had a we had a total margin of victory between the uh, two of us in three races less than three seconds. Yeah, I remember that. So it, like, was, it was super tight. A super tight race. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, if our racing is going to be that good, I said, you're going to have contact. I said, I'm not pissed about the contact because she's like, I'll buy you the two wheel. I don't, you know, no big deal. You know, my fall, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. I said, oh, you know, yeah, I wouldn't mind a new wheel, but if we're going to race that close, we had tons of people coming up, oh, meet you guys this weekend, whatever. So I'm like, you know, that's kind of the price to have the good racing. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. you're out yeah. there, you're on purpose cutting me. Um, so I didn't, I mean, that contact, you know, both both times, you know, it, you know, it was like, hey, my fault, my fault. I'm like, hey, I get it. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's the that's the price of the party, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a fun party to be at, you know. Yeah, the party doesn't suck. <laughs> Um, look at uh, look at our buddies uh, Mike Taylor and Eric Cattill at uh, Road Atlanta runoff or Road Atlanta majors this year. Um, yeah, they they swapped lead with uh, them and David Pelfinier. Like uh, watching in car footage, like that lead was swapped in the two races. Like probably what twenty five times, like over and over yeah. and over and yep. over. And it got a little too hairy, and Mike's car got written off. But that's yeah. you know every, everybody was fine. But it was also like the hairiest hairiest racing you ever seen. And yep. I mean, some of the videos got like what like hundred thousand views. Oh, I yeah. I box shared one of the videos and it got nuts uh, because it was just yeah. awesome, awesome racing. And I guess yeah. the price of awesome is sometimes you throw away a Honda Civic or a. You know, a BMW yep. E30 or whatever. You know, if you want to be. How Mike was is Mike. Mike rode that car off on Sunday. And I think he had a new donor on like Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> I, on, uh, I think on the way home, him and Tina went to go get dinner, and Tina was like, "So, are you going to buy the same kind of car? Or what are we doing? Let's let's get going here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's uh, a amazing. that's a good chick right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is down for the cause. Yeah, well, she did. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think she'd bring that up. No, i got to get her on the podcast. She dated somebody famous uh, who was a race car driver. Uh, we'll talk about yeah. that. We'll talk about that on the show yeah. uh, in person with, yeah, with Tina. But Yeah, he's been quoted several times. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's definitely not the fastest Honda driver that she has dated. So, um, nope. no, the uh, yeah, racing is racing's hard, man. It's I think there's a reason that it's it's something that not everybody does, and a lot of people do it for like two years. Yeah. Um, I I and I don't know the the deeper I get into it, like literally every day I'm like, man, it would be so nice to quit. <laughs> it would be so yeah. great. Yeah. But I I just can't see doing it. I just can't. I can't see it. Like I, I. I mean, we have you know because because of the winners we have. Yeah. It gives us so much downtime to think about that. Yeah. Um, but for me, like, it, there are certain points where I'm like, seriously, like what, like, what is the legitimate excuse for you to spend the money you spend to race? Yeah. What but are you the, doing? <laughs> but when that green flag flies, oh man, I, I, that's exactly why I'm there. Yeah, you know, no, like I, there I is. As far as like outside family, like there is nothing better. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if. Well, for me, like I love hanging out with my wife and kids, but I don't know, I don't know what's better, man. I literally don't know what's better. Obviously, you can't race for fifty years. You know, you can't race for fifty years for the rest of your life every day. Like you can, yeah. you can have all that joy hanging out with your family, but man, there are short bursts, and it's the greatest. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the greatest. Oh yeah. But, the thing about it is, too, is like it's something that not that many people get the opportunity to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And you know, I didn't start obviously. I think my first, I think my first BE, I was twenty five or twenty six. So I'd say I probably started racing. Well, not counting lemons, but doing math. Yeah, you were thirty. So, well, yeah, I was definitely thirty. But I was trying to think. Fifteen. So yeah, fifteen was my first year. So I've been thirty two. Yeah. Well, technically thirty one, but I turned. 32 that year. I think you and I were both either 30 or 31 when we did that lemons race together. The first one. Yeah. 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 Which we did win. Yeah, we did. We did. You said, you, you, Brad Adams won his first race. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I think like two months before that, Brandy and I won that couple's carding enduro or something too. Because I remember you made a comment about that. You're like, he's just on fire right now. Yeah, but winning the them all, dude. I think the funny part, though, is, is I remember, I think we talked about this on the air, that, you know, I said, you know, I, I'm like the analytical type, you know, so I'm like, all right, who's driving first, who's doing this, and you're like, listen, it's not that serious, we're not going to win, blah, 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 and man, I'm out there, I radio in, hey, where are we at right now? Uh, you're up, uh, you're D1, and we're up two laps, and then a little bit later, your brother radios in, hey, you come in now, and then you, no, stay out, stay out. <laughs> Well, yeah, we went into that lemons race like we had done. I don't know. We'd probably done half a dozen races and it was like, all right, this this car, you know, it might be able to do it if all the stars align. Right. Like everything's got to be perfect in in the class we're in. Um, And and we were always breaking something or we lost it. We drop a valve or the fuel. the, The first race, like the the old fuel cell that was still in the car before I swapped it was like. After about an hour, it started unvarnishing itself. Like all the dried fuel was oh, clog- wow. it was clogging the filter like every forty minutes. So we'd come in with to swap a new filter in, and then wow. I think we lost a spark plug wire, and we and it took like ten minutes to diagnose it. It was just a bunch of dumb crap, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and so at that point, like I was like, all right, let's just have a good time. Like who cares? But I knew the yeah. car. The car was like. 
every race, like all we did beforehand was prep that car. That car was as good as we could make it. Um, and we really put together a good team. Uh, everybody drove real solid. I think we got one black flag like accidentally or something, but, but we were, it was like, we were like 15 laps up at the time. So who cared? Um, I don't know that, uh, I think the mental game is the thing I struggle with more, almost as much as just like the getting getting my life together and showing up, like you know, arrange. <laughs> just like this last weekend, I didn't go racing because like like I kept finding broken stuff on the car. I kept getting bummed out because the dog died, the tree fell on the house. Uh, like literally, these are things that happened in between the last yeah, podcast yeah. and now. Um, and. Uh, like I kept finding broken stuff and then the weather was going to be miserable ish. Uh, and then it ended up being dry, like for every race, but, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. And I, and I, I've ran a faster time than the fastest STL lap. Like last weekend, I ran a faster time. Like every time I tracked a gingerman, so I would have had a good shot, you know, but yep. yeah, I, I don't know. Just showing up is the battle for me. Really. I said it on Russ Bentley's show, but like, that's, that's literally the biggest battle for me is just getting there. It's just hard to be yep. a racer. Like it's freaking hard. So, yeah. Uh, yep. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely different than D and that's what I was thinking tonight. I'm like, man, imagine if I just had, well, obviously I have a fit, but what if I had a fit that was a spec fit and I just drove that turn to the track and I just tracked it and I drove it home. You know what I mean? Oh, doesn't that sound like, great? It sounds so good. Uh, <laughs> but then no trailers, the no dyno time, yeah. no, no freaking swapping tires. Oh, Like it, obviously, you know, street tires that were slick in the rain, but um, it was fun. But I, I, and I think it would be fun in that group. But man, I just, the racing thing, I just can't. There's no way. Yeah, I know. It's no different. Way. I think, I think I get, I get kind of down about racing when I'm not racing. Um, yeah. And so it's easy to not, it's easy to say, you know, oh, life would be better if I just gave it up, right? But, uh, but man, that, so. then I talked to Brad Adams, and Brad Adams is like, "No, not it. It's the thing, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I well, for me, I don't have any like besides being a dad, which I don't think that's considered a hobby. I don't have any hobbies. You know what I mean? No, like, it's it's the hobby. This, this yeah. is all I got. Yep. You know, even though Bryson, I might have to, I might have to shed some more pounds because uh, one of our uh, friends, uh, they got their son a Strider after we got Bryson. Strider. Okay. And there's a town that's uh, probably 45 minutes it's just south, and they've got a BMX track down there, and they have a Strider class. Oh, nice. So, uh, obviously, I posted playing videos on Facebook of Bryson. So, Brandy's all about getting this kid out for that. And so, I guess he told Brandy, he's like, well, if I'm going to race, Dad's going to have to race. Both have to get trophies. That's and right. like, shoot. When I was in shape and rode BMX, I'd go to the, I'd go to the track just for practice. By the time I got to the third straightaway, I'm calling the EMTs rock. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's not a uh, that's not a 35 year old sport. That's a 25 year old sport. Oh man, that's actually like a 15 year old sport. But. Yeah, I tell you what, though, we talked about this before, and probably not on here. You have BMX background as well. Yeah, and uh, man, talk about a fun, talk about a fun hobby. Man, that's, I, uh, that's like the best hobby I ever had. Like. It's cheap, and it's like you can do it as much as you want, as little as you want. It's like good exercise, and 
the chicks think it's cool and it's super exhilarating. But you know what? Like, I got a mortgage to pay and I pay it by like showing up to work and swinging hammers and carrying stuff and like yeah. being it being a dude. Yeah. Like, I got to be able to walk. Like, I can't do that hobby anymore. Yeah. Well, that's like what I like with BMX was. I think it got to that point to where I was getting ready to get out of school and it was kind of like I was. I don't, I don't know exactly what it's been so long, but it's almost like you know, you see certain things and you'd be like, yeah, I don't want to go for that gap because I don't want to fall it up. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Yep. like you said, I, I don't know if there's something to back my mind. But I mean, it's like you see a bit of, like, I don't know, you know, what it is with cars, but it's like, you know, like say for instance, today I got the Mikey, uh, Shay Holbrook uh, posted a picture of that. I think her name's Sarah Montgomery or something like that. Yeah, yeah, on our yeah. team. Well, that Jason Fisher, however you say his last name, he balled that car up with DIR, and then I saw this car that got balled up with O-Sport, and, like, you see the car, and, like, you know what happened, but, like, that doesn't affect, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, typically they walk away, or it's, it's like a typical BMX weekend kind of injury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, like, the third time that I shattered my hip, like, I was like, all right, I gotta stop doing twenty foot doubles. <laughs> this yeah. is this is yeah. this is hurting. Yeah, I didn't really ever. For me, it wasn't really ever dirt that I had problems with. It was like riding concrete parts, see certain things, and you just be like, yeah, maybe not. You know? Yeah. the The first time that I fell, I fell twenty feet to my face on a vert ramp, and yeah. and I woke up like I don't know. It was probably half an hour later. And oh, wow. oh man, like everybody was like, "Why? Why do you keep repeating yourself?" And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Like this is the first time yeah. I've ever said this in my life. Like then I then I thought, "Man, this is a hobby that could kill me." <laughs> yeah, well, that's what. Um, obviously, I mean, there's a lot of certain instances that you somewhat remember that you balled it up, something fierce, etc. But the one that I always remember, and. uh I don't even know why I necessarily remember this one specifically, but, um, well, I do know why I remember, but I don't know why I picked this one over all the other ones. Um, did you ever ride Louisville? No, I never rode that park, no. Um, well, Louisville has a outdoor park that was open 24 hours a day, so it was like, kind of like a hot ticket. Yep. Well, they had a 24-foot, they had a 24-foot uh, full pipe. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. So I get in this full pipe and um, I'm carving the balls off this thing and it's fun. So I would literally get like I'd go through the bowl and then I'd just crank my nuts off and I'd carve this whole thing and I'd go you know a little bit above bird so I'd you know be about ten o'clock. Well, when you get up there, you know your front wheel kind of gets light per se, and uh, so I kind of try to like style it like if you see like the way like Ruben often terrorized you know like where he always kind of like does like a manual thing and turns the bars. Well, I freaking turn the bars, like, kind of just look cool. Like, nobody's watching but myself, you know? <laughs> so I kind of turned the bars a little bit, and, man, the the wheel hung up and straight to my knee. And I remember my knee was the size of, like, a volleyball. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think that was my first or second MRI. And, God, those things are freaking weird, but... And expensive. Oh, Oh, and then, heck, this will, I don't know how we're on the, on this podcast now talking about BMX, but, so then a couple, so then a couple months later after that happened, um, a buddy and I went down to Florida to stay with his grandpa for a week, 
and uh, he was in Clearwater, so, you know, he got the right spot, and there was a couple other, you know, places that he wanted to ride, where there's this, uh, underneath this bridge, I can't tell you where this bridge is at, but basically what they did was, is with the big rock that they had underneath there, they just threw concrete on it and smoothed it. So okay. there was like a bunch of like nat, there's like a bunch of like natural transitions everywhere, and uh, so basically I found like this like little hip that I liked. Well, uh, yeah, I so I but like it's not like you know a traditional hip. Basically, it's like there's a lip here and then there's a lip farther to the right, um, and obviously you know farther ahead. So I jumped this hip thing a couple times. I jumped it this one time, and when I land, like when the front wheel lands. It gets a pinch flat, so I immediately just go straight to face everything else. <laughs> this is like three months after the full pipe incident. Yeah. So my knee freaking swells up. Well, mind you, this is, uh, we probably had cell phones, but, or did we? Heck, I can't, I don't even think I had a cell phone at the time. I think this was like 2001. right after I graduated, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember, but anyways, um, basically, he knew where it was. It was down, you know, like, say, it's like an interstate in Florida, but there was a bunch of new, like, development going on. So we were literally seven miles from his uh, grandpa's house, and it's, like, two in the morning. Oh, and uh, we rode that whole way because, like, we were looking for, like, pools to ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now here I am with a pinch flat. I can't – I can barely walk because now my knee's blown up again. And uh, just so happens, like, basically a quarter mile down the way, there's a, uh, a gas station. There's two taxi drivers there. And uh, the link is pretty skeptical about taking us because of our bikes. And then uh, we get in, and once she starts talking to us, her son skateboarded. So then she was, like, super cool and didn't charge us, like, the pickup fee. And then I had to go inside to get money and, you know, all that stuff. And she's like, well, turn my meter off now so you don't get charged while I'm sitting here. You know, just, like, cool stuff like that. So Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely fun. But, yeah, you definitely can get hurt doing that crap. Oh, my gosh, you get so hurt. I, I think I broke my wrist. Shattered my hip three times. I got like seven concussions. Um, who yeah. knows how many times like my ankle got busted, like where it's swollen oh, yeah. the size of a volleyball, you know, like, and you just hate your life for a week. I don't know. That was, that was a, it's a rewarding hobby. Like it's super cool. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't regret any of that time, but, oh, no. but it's so hard. That's a hard one, man. Yeah. And like I told you is I think that that, having BMX, like, you know, like, almost pre-cell phone days, like, where it was common to have a cell phone. Yeah. Um, it taught you to be friendly, be open, because back then, if you wanted to go ride somebody's trails, you just weren't like, hey, do you have trails? Can I go ride them? And they're like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you had yeah. to be yeah. in. Yeah. Like, you know, you had to be welcomed. So you I remember I had a guy. black book, you know. And it creates, it like, creates kind know. of the social background that, uh, that helps you in racing, too, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we traveled a ton, and I had a black book. You know, it's when we got somewhere, you hit the payphone up, and, hey, we're here, we're going to go write this. Blah, That's blah, right, you know? payphones, so, man. I haven't thought about payphones oh, since man. then, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I remember being oh, yeah. in Ohio, and we're payphoning some dude who, like, knew a guy who worked at Chenga, and we got there late, and we wanted to ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, or maybe it wasn't Chenga. Maybe it was like Fort Wayne Trails. I don't remember, but payphones, man. I yeah. haven't thought about that in forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you had to. You know what I mean? Like, that was all you had, uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we had an yeah, 89 yeah. Cadillac that ran on four cylinders, and it was a V8, and then we had a, we had quarters. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. It was great, man. 
Uh, our normal mode of transportation was uh, our buddy Dale had a caravan. Oh man, and, those are uh, sweet BMX rigs. I had an oh, I had, a, I had an Aerostar. My Ford Aerostar had 198,000 miles on it when the trans died, and then I and then we didn't have a sweet BMX rig anymore. Yeah, well, well, Dale's van. I always remember this trip. So uh, I can't say I remember the trip. But I want to say we were going to Louisville, uh, but his dad worked at Pet Boys, and he's like, "Yeah, my dad just replaced uh, all the shocks and struts, blah blah blah," and so we start on this road trip. And, uh, and we're, like, literally, like, 45 minutes into it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure your rear shocks are blown because I feel like I'm on, like, an ocean, like, wave, like, ride right now. And I'm, got, I'm about to barf. <laughs> I'm about to barf. That'll but here's happen. a good story. But here, here's a good story. This is kind of typical me context. So we're in this thing. I don't know if we were packed five deep or four deep, but obviously, you know, you got a gym bag your bike spares and all that stuff. Yeah. Or we're driving. I don't know if I should even tell this story, but it's one of the funniest stories ever. But legitimately, this is like the black Civic Coupe out of the first Fast and the Furious, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. My, and, uh, my buddy just bought that car. Like, he literally just bought one of those cars. Yeah. And uh, so we're, we're cruising along, and uh, there's this uh, there's a dude and a, and a girl. So, you know, we always had those show us your boob sign. So they like, <laughs> of course they you like, did. Of course I did. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, that's normal on a road trip. So anyways, they pull up next to us, and uh, I, I hold up the sign, and she kind of like smirks. It's almost like she it was her boyfriend. Then if it was, they're arguing, or I don't know. But anyways, she goes, she goes shirt up or shirt down, but with brawl, right? And I'm like shaking my head, like, uh, no. <laughs> And, uh, so dude, so the dude tries to beat off, right? So he hammers it, and here we are the caravan, and Travis freaking lays the wood. And this caravan, 540, whatever, is keeping up with this Civic. And so here I am holding this sign up, pulling nuts down, or up 65, and, uh, they're like, here, take the video camera, take the video camera. So I pull the video camera out, and this is why I love the story. And uh, I'll have to link Travis to this just so you can hear it. But uh, so he's like, I'm driving, keep it up with this. So if you'll get this, if you'll get this on camera, I'm going to punch you in the face. And so she whips him out. And as soon as, like, I'm like dead nuts on what needs to be seen. But as soon as they come out, we all start yelling. And as I yell, I bring the camera down. <laughs> so we stop at the next rest stop. We pull the camera out. And it's like, oh, here it is, here it is. No! What the? <laughs> <laughs> I start going crazy. But you it blow it, hilarious. dude. You blew it. You blew it like an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> hey, guess what? I fall, but he did it. That's real. That, that's a good BMX story right there. Oh man, man, there's, ca- there's more. Caravans keeping up with one point like five Civics. Do not. That does not surprise me at all. Yeah, but it was just funny though because the dude thought he was gonna get away, and then here we were. Nope. Keeping up with it. That wasn't yeah, like a two was, two. Uh, that wasn't like a two point two turbo caravan, was it? I have no. You know, I didn't really get into cars until I was like twenty one, twenty two. So heck, I could even. I didn't even pay attention to that stuff. You one know what one I mean? of my one of my buddies had one of them two point two turbo caravans, like the the same motor as like the Omni GLHS and like the Chevy oh, yeah, yeah. turbo one, and that thing did sick burnouts. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, this one wasn't, I, I wouldn't say it was that thing, because this thing really didn't necessarily have any, like, grunt to do that. You know what I mean? It just, 
Yeah, those old Somehow, dust. Some way. Those, those dust buster caravans are pretty weak, but. Yeah. Well, all right, Brett Adams. Good stories. Good, good times talking BMX. Let's do it next time on the show, man. I'm gonna put up some paneling in the in the uh, in the Rad V. So. There you go. We're we're about I'm about 52 minutes into this show, so it already went too long. But. Well, hey, uh, that's good because I still got an hour to go. So. Yeah. It, uh, I appreciate the talk. Brad Adams doesn't normally go long, but once in a while, when it's when, <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, well, your uh, your car runs, it didn't blow up, and you're almost home, so that's good. But yep. We'll uh, we'll find. Oh, we didn't mention too. We didn't mention too that when I got in the van, I turned the key. Yeah. So we, so we talk about we talk about gears. Who knows? Anyways, yeah, crank pulley falls off. Cam gear slip. Yep. Uh, we and did. Then we talked about those. I think up. we did. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did. Yeah. And then uh, get in the van to go pick up the car, and the van doesn't start. What was but it? That was a simple fix. Just just the positive cable. The uh, nut somehow wheel fell loose, or the rust broke off, or yeah. who knows exactly what happened. But it it started to crank, and then it just went dead nut flat. Yeah. So I was like, uh, this is either really bad or this is really simple. And luckily, it was really simple. Yeah, Brad, Brad Adams gets his nuts off all the time. So that's right, baby. All right, man. Well, uh, good. Uh, have a good. Have a good rest of your drive. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna put a bunch of uh, uh, painted paneling up in my RV so that it's sweet. There you go. It's so that it's sweet right. for podcast at uh, the Mid Ohio Majors in a few weeks. So. Oh. Yeah, I haven't announced that, but uh, I have a special guest Pirelli World Challenge champion driver driving my race car at the the Mid Ohio oh. Majors, most likely. So. Oh, that just gives it away. Uh, I only Johnny O'Connell. Uh, no, Johnny O'Connell. It's not that guy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely not that guy. But <laughs> but I would I would more than welcome him driving the CRX. So. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, have cool. a good rest. Have a good rest of your drive, buddy. Thanks for uh, hanging out. So. All right, later, Gator. All right, see you, dude. Well, that was Brad Adams. Bye, Brad Adams. I miss you already. Um. So, now, if you listened this long, you suffered through the, the miserable cell phone speakerphone quality. I appreciate it. And rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends. So, more to come. Might only be one a week for the next few weeks. But we're going to we're gonna get some uh, some doozies out at uh, Grid Life uh, Midwest. And come check us out. Come see Austin and I in Grid. You might even see Brad Adams there on Sunday. Um and uh, we'll put on a show for you. So uh, check that out at grid.life. Uh, check out our long-term sponsor here, OG Racing at ogracing.com. And uh, rate and review on iTunes and tell your friends. Have a good night, everybody. See you, buddies.